It's Emily here, and today I want to invite you to make sure to check out Robinhood Integrative Health. If you are a resident of the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area, and you're looking for a doctor who treats you differently, looks deeper into the issues that you're having, and seeks to hear you as a person and really help to get you better, then I can't recommend Robinhood Integrative Health, where Dr. Wiggy practices enough. Make sure that you go to their website and see how you can benefit from their services today. And did you know that they even take some insurances, which basically never happens in integrative medicine. So make sure to check them out and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, it's Emily here with Dr. Wiggy. Welcome to Healthy Discourse. In this episode, we are going to be providing an update on the COVID vaccines Uh, Now that they've been around for a couple of months and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is out, there are some questions around that vaccine and I feel like there are just a lot of questions all around. So I've got Wiggy with me today to give us an update on what he is seeing and hearing and understanding in the integrative medicine world and hopefully he can help to answer some of those questions. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's important for us to do this update because there have been some new things uh, that have come to light, and uh, and that's what we you know we do in medicine is when as things uh, become available and as research changes, then we also kind of change what our what our recommendations are. You know, up to this point, I really have been uh, I would say I would be saying that uh, recommending the uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine mm-hmm. uh, because from prior history or and just from uh, other uh, things that I've read is that it seemed like it was probably the the safest and probably probably the most um, well known type of vaccine mm-hmm. that has uh, that's being produced, and so I, it seemed more like a, a reasonable approach for the vaccine, and that's kind of the one that we were we talked more specifically about. Uh, but now we find out that the Johnson Johnson vaccine may in fact be one of the most dangerous mm-hmm. uh, vaccines, and actually has been pulled uh, in many different states and, and different countries. And so, so again, this is where we, you know, we look back and we say, okay, maybe that wasn't, wasn't the right call, but you know, this is where this is so new that we're trying to, to still figure this, this out. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about what some of those issues are Mm -hmm. with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine in particular that we're starting, that we're seeing reported. Right. So the biggest issue that we're seeing with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is interesting because it, it that we don't we're not really seeing this complication mm-hmm. from this type of vaccine before, uh, which kind of points more towards actually the virus uh, in particular. Uh, but the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, uh, we're seeing a lot of complications with blood clots mm-hmm. uh, and the associated uh, cardiovascular uh, disease and stroke risk uh, that we're seeing from that. And so, yeah, this this really appears to be a pretty serious side effect. It's not very common, mm-hmm. so you know, it's not like everyone that got the Johnson Johnson vaccine is having having a blood clot, but it is enough, uh, which again takes quite a bit for for vaccine manufacturers to admit this. But there is enough where the where there is there is harm harm that's happening, and clots are you know a serious thing. And so, yeah, I think it's important that. Uh, this is people are aware of mm-hmm. this potential complication if it's still available in, in your area and probably saying that this may not be the best one to do. Mm-hmm. So that being said, how about any updates on the other vaccines on the market? What are we seeing as far as effectiveness, 
side effects, risks, like where, where kind of are we on that with the other vaccines? We're still in the figuring it out phase at this point. I can just tell you clinically from some of the patients that I've seen that have gotten the other vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, they seem to be doing okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't had a lot of complications and, and you know, major events happening from that. Mm -hmm. uh, most people do complain about feeling pretty lousy right. after the uh, mRNA vaccines, uh, but they don't tend to really again, have any sort of major problems from at least at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's usually also, uh, the side effects are usually worse after the second dose. Right. We do tend to see that as well. But yeah, right now we're still too early in the course, and that's what I kind of tell people is that we're still too early in this to know if we're going to have any problems kind of down the road. And, right. that, and that's what I think is is missing in the discussion is that we're too early in this and we really don't know what things are going to look like a year from now. Well, I think that one of like it seems like because we live in this immediate gratification culture, it's also an immediate consequence culture. And so there's something about only focusing on what happens immediately after and if we don't drop dead, then that right. means that it's going to be fine. Right. And Sure, it's great that there's fortunately not a ton of averse things happening immediately after, um, but that, number one, doesn't give us the full picture. Mm -hmm. One thing that I have been reading a lot of, especially in some women's groups that I'm in, is a lot of effects on women's menses and mm -hmm. even menopausal women coming out of menopause, maybe putting people into menopause. Um, cycles stopping mm, and or becoming significantly more heavy and painful. And there's a term for it that I've been reading, um, but it seems like this is happening to a lot of women. Mm. I'm not a physician, but in my health coaching, you know, time and the things that I've learned and, and that kind of thing, I specifically remember one particular course that I took a, a lot about female hormones and uh, this very smart um, person said, the best glimpse that we could have of a female's overall health is her cycle. Mm. And it's concerning to me that these are women that are, you know, younger generally that are having these major changes to their cycle. And I don't know that we know why or mm. what's happening yet, but it's interesting that that seems to be quite prevalent hmm, that, that is interesting and i think that brings up a good point to to bring up here is that you know let's look at the johnson and johnson vaccine so we are seeing that th there are some serious events with this you know clots uh we also know that uh with the other vaccines with the mrna vaccines uh, as well the johnson johnson there have been deaths after the vaccine has been administered i mean that's that's that has been re being reported and we are we're collecting that data as far as how many happen you know and some people say well it's only association and there's no causation and that's true at this point we don't necessarily have causation but we're also seeing cases where people are healthy and then they get the vaccine and then they're and then they're <laughs> then mm -hmm. they're dead uh but that's so that just kind of gives you a glimpse is that there certain people are reacting really really strongly to the vaccine and like i said i think to the point where they're having serious outcomes from it. But if there are people that are having clots and if there are people that are having again, serious adverse events from this, then I think it's probably wiser to say that there probably is a spectrum of reactions mm -hmm. to the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So there is on one end, there's the serious, you know, reactions like, like clots. 
Uh, and then on the other end, there's, you know, no adverse events. There's no symptoms. Right. And then kind of like what you're talking about in the middle is where there are things maybe like hormonal changes mm -hmm. that we're seeing. You know, I think there's a possibility that we may see some immune system changes mm -hmm. in the middle there. And that's and that's really what we're looking at. And that's that's one thing we do with integrative medicine is that we don't look at black and white. We look at the gray area. Right. And the gray area here are probably those people that we're talking about, like the hormonal changes, immune system uh, dysfunction. They're in the middle of this possible reaction to it. And what is this going to look like down the road? We may be seeing a lot more problems from that mm -hmm. where there is, you know, maybe uh, an estrogen dominance uh, from this. Maybe we see that there's an increase of autoimmune disease uh, after these vaccines. And so that's that's probably the biggest point to make and for people to think about is that if there are major adverse events uh, from any anything, that doesn't mean that if you don't get that, there's not still something ha happening underneath the surface. And you may kind of be in the middle uh, of that and there, and there may be again, issues down the road. Right, right, yeah. And I, I think that's you know something that we need to definitely consider across the board. Um, let's talk a little bit about, and this is not an area that either of us are experts in, but it is important. There are a lot of organizations, and I know that you're having patients mm -hmm. come to you and tell you this, um, a lot of colleges and universities, including our alma mater that just happened, mm -hmm. um, that are beginning to make statements about requiring vaccines for employment and or coming to school or whatever that might look like. And I think what what I wanna share is just that it's important in these situations to know what your rights are yeah. when it comes to an experimental treatment. Now, private organizations sometimes can do whatever they want on some level. However, there are overarching freedoms that we do have, especially with something that is still in a trial phase, that mm. there is an ability to push back. And so if you're in that situation, I just kind of want to encourage people, regardless of where you stand on the issue, or regardless of if you are wanting this vaccine or you're not, that, you know, we are the camp that people should be able to make medical decisions for their families, for themselves, for uh, th just that, for themselves, and that a an employer or a large entity does not have, should not have the freedom to be able to dictate your medical decisions. And that's exactly what this is. Just like, you know, I mean, my friend last week was equating it to they don't ask me every year if I get my pap smear. So why are they, why is this, why is everyone privy to this information? And so I know that we're, like I said, neither of us are experts on that and we should probably interview yeah. somebody different. Yeah. But I think that we just have to also in this stage, not just be okay with that happening and say, well, I guess I have to do this because mm -hmm. otherwise I can't go back to school or whatever. If you're feeling hesitant about that, then you're probably not the only one in your organization or in your, um, your at your university or whatever. And I think that this is a good time to respectfully band together to take a stand to say, this isn't really something that we should be told that we have to do. And you might completely disagree with me listening to this, and, and, and that's your right to do that. Um, but I think it's really important with 
everything that we do with medicine in particular is that those decisions should be between a medical provider and the patient, not from someone that is not in the medical industry at all and has no idea about that patient's specific health, which is like what you dig into so much. And with the vaccine in particular, you have, you, you consider each patient's susceptibility to X, Y, and Z, which if you want to understand that better, go back and listen to the first episode we did about vaccines where it's kind of going through a checklist mm-hmm. or a, a um, not a checklist, but a questionnaire almost as far as where do you, where do you stand with these kinds of things? And that is really important to not take out of this equation because we do have a lot of people that are incredibly susceptible to a- adverse reactions or have had adverse reactions to vaccines in the past um, or just don't want to participate in something that is so incredibly experimental. So do you have any advice on how that might look and work? Um, You know, obviously we're not in the legal field here, but maybe we can get somebody on that is, but how, how can we as a culture and as individuals to um, kind of create a, um, a create a conversation, I guess, around um, why requiring every last mm-hmm. person to do a, a medical thing is not okay. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky question, but I think it comes down to the concept of going by absolutes, mm-hmm. and I think that that is actually a very slippery slope um, to say that we're. You know, everybody going by, you know, absolute saying everybody all must, you know, has to do this. Uh, I think going by absolutes again is where is where you're really, really setting yourself up for, for problems uh, down the road. And so I think the, the important thing here is for people to really to be thinking and to be not afraid to question the question the narrative the powers that be yeah because i yeah. think i think it's just i think so I, I think going by absolutes is just i think it's just a bad idea I, I, I really do because what you know it's in this in this circumstance if we're saying that everybody must get the vaccine in order to continue to come to the school mm-hmm. you know again i think that is a that is a very slippery slope because what that assumes is when you go by an absolute like that you are assuming that you are absolutely certain in this treatment and I think anyone making those decisions probably should not be feeling absolutely certain about anything uh, at this point. And so, yeah, if these powers that be are saying this, we're, we're certain this is absolutely best for everybody, we must do this, then I think you have to be questioning that, you have to be questioning that logic. Mm-hmm. Because this is, this is not a situation where we can say with 100% confidence that this is the right call. Mm-hmm. You know, especially again, looking at colleges, this is, just, again, I, I think it's pretty crazy actually in a lot of ways to say that all college students need to be vaccinated because they're one of the least susceptible mm-hmm. uh, to this and they also have the best outcomes right I mean we're talking about almost a zero percent mortality rate mm-hmm. uh, in this in this age group and I know like I said I know that there's debates about that but again overall college students really really do well with this you yeah. know they really have have very little trouble with it uh, and to say again that this is from a overall low risk population to put something that is, that is experimental. Like I said, no one can say that these vaccines are not experimental at this time because it is. And that's even what 
you know, the FDA has given them emergency use authorization. Not saying that this is FDA approved. It is emergency use authorization at this point. Right. And so this is this is a, a, a experiment on a large scale. And so if we don't think that this is, if we think this is settled science, then I think, again, we're setting ourselves up for, for just bad outcomes. And so I think the bigger question would be is like, well, let's, Let's see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. And then we can make decisions. You know, and I think there will be plenty of businesses and schools and private organizations that are going to make it mandatory. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and they can do that. I mean, at once, I think especially once it's FDA approved, I think they have more of, a, right. more of an ability to, to do that. And there are plenty of businesses that are already doing that, which I also think is they're doing that now, mm-hmm. which I think is also a little bit questionable because it isn't... Uh, isn't settled at this point about what what is the best for everybody, and so I think that you know for how to push back a little bit on that, I think it's just having discussions and being willing to have discussions with people, mm-hmm. and and being like, well, let's let's look at the at the at the data, let's look at the potential side effects, potential risks, and let's have a discussion, and I think it's important for organizations that are making these decisions to be putting people on both sides of the aisle in the in the room mm-hmm. and saying, okay, let, let's hear, you know, what's the benefit of for everyone doing the vaccines? And then have people on the other side saying, okay, here are some potential risks that we're aware right. of that we've read from the research and we just have some hesitations on it, right? you know, and then having a discussion and then figuring out where that, where that ball lands. And I just wonder, and this is kind of going on a tangent, but if a, if a private organization is requiring an experimental treatment and then the person has a negative reverse event, in my opinion, and I'm no lawyer once again, maybe I should have been, but um, that I feel is setting that organization up for some potential legal issues mm-hmm. as well. And I'm just, again, I'm not sure. One of the reasons we have this podcast is to encourage people to think critically. Yeah. I'm not sure that in the situation we're doing that, we're going with this is the this is what is the most acceptable um, culturally right now. And so we better jump on the bandwagon. Otherwise we're going to look, um, you know, short-sighted or that we don't take things seriously or fill in the blank, whatever. Um, And it's, it's to me a a bit of a dangerous um, route to move when it comes to this kind of thing, especially since from what I understand with the vaccines, they are to protect you individually and not necessarily you know, the people that are all around you. And so right. that individual choice is just that. So if those other people are choosing not to be vaccinated, then that is their personal choice to, for lack of a better term, put themselves at risk of this is a this is the trade-off that I'm going to choose. Yeah. Um, not that you're putting the whole organization at risk. And so um, I just think some of the right. narratives that are being we're hearing now are just really confusing. And I mean, they have been all around, but I've, I feel like the whole narrative with the vaccines were, um, you know, you do this for you. This is your way to be protected. But that's been skewed now with kind of the whole same narrative that we that the mask thing was is that this is to protect your grandma and your you know and i mean we even heard our governor on that was his 
the other day. Basically, if you don't get right. the vaccine, then you don't care about your grandma again. And it's like, hmm. but wait, if my grandma wanted to be vaccinated, then isn't it just gets confusing. And I and I all I say all this to say we're living in a very confusing time and it makes that critical thinking and taking the emotions out of whatever the topic is to dig into what is black and white, what right. is gray, and really just looking at that from a personal standpoint and figuring out where do we actually see, like what do we actually know? Sure. What do we not know? And looking at that in a more objective manner rather than the common narrative. Sure. And I think that that's, that's, yeah, that's a big problem that I see is that there is really only like you go along with what is recommended or you are a bad person is, mm-hmm. is that's, that's kind of the, been the narrative in a lot of ways. And unfortunately, by, by making it that where it actually has become more of an emotional discussion, we actually lose the ability to progress. Because unless, you know, with science, and, and I'd say medicine too, is that the, the way it progresses is by questioning. Is by saying, is there a better way? Is there something else that we could be doing? Is there, you know, is this really the best approach? And that's by questioning things is how science and how medicine evolves. Mm-hmm. And so if we are not allowed to question, then we are actually putting ourselves in a state of stagnation. Where we're not moving forward, we are stuck. And we are actually turning into just, just skin. We're not even, we're not critically thinking. We're not, we're not using our, our ability and our reasoning skills that God has given us mm-hmm. to say, you know, okay, well, let's, this is, this is their opinion, but is this the right, is this true or is this, is this actually accurate and helping people come up with it with the, you know, with their own decision. And that's where I feel like is really discouraging is that dissenting opinions and voices now are are canceled. Yeah. They are they're they're muted, they are blocked, they are deplatformed. Everything happens, you know, we're just we're say, well, you don't agree with with us, so yeah. you you're you must be wrong. Mm-hmm. And like I said and that really actually is causing stagnation in science and stagnation in medicine. And that's not the best way for us to move forward. Yeah, I agree with you fully on that. So so um I think just to close we do encourage you to, you know, like I said, look, take, do your best to take the emotions out and look at what facts we have, what facts we don't have, and, you know, have conversations around that. Be willing to be the person to ask the questions. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to kind of stand out on your own, but I can promise you from the conversations that I have on a daily basis, you're not the only one questioning the all or nothing approach. Mm. And, um, even if you are, feel that these vaccines are what's best for you, then I, I'm hopeful that we can still have these conversations that that should not be required of everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's, let's still embrace personal freedom and medical freedom and allow people to make decisions for themselves because that's what, that's what, our country was founded on. Yeah. And so let's continue to embrace that and to dig deeper into what do we actually know? Yeah. And I think that that's kind of like our, our title of our podcast, you know, healthy discourses that we have to be having healthy discussions here. And I would actually encourage anyone for, for whichever side of the vaccine debate you're on, if you are pro or against, you know, it's again, that's again, that's okay to have an opinion. 
But I think they actually, what is best is to always question if you're wrong. Mm. Because if you always assume that you're right, you're wrong at times, mm-hmm. you know? So if you are always questioning, well, am I, am I wrong in this? Am I, am I on the wrong side of this? That actually is where you'll, I think, is more likely to discover the truth. Because if you are, again, if you always assume that you're right, then there's no real place for discovery. Right. It's only like, well, this is, this must be right. And so again, whichever side you're on, just like I said, we should always be asking ourselves, you know, am I, am I right or am I wrong? And being okay with being wrong at times, just like the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Like I said, I, I kind of was saying initially that that seemed to be the most likely uh, vaccine to be with the least amount of side effects because it had, we have the most history with that type of vaccine. But now I'm saying, well, yeah, I, I probably was wrong on that one. I right. think this is a very, probably a dangerous vaccine. That's why it was pulled and rightfully so. And so we always have to be, and, and be willing to admit that too. Being willing mm-hmm. to admit, hey, okay, well that one, maybe I didn't get that one right. Right. Uh, because again, we're, we're all imperfect and we all, we all make mistakes and we all, like I said, but I think that's where, unfortunately, a lot of the experts that are to be, they are, they never claim that they got it wrong here, mm-hmm. you know, in any approach. Right. They, or, stick, they stick to it and keep getting digging deeper and deeper with right. their with their opinions. Or just saying we still don't know. I, I'm yeah. yet to hear the medical powers that be say we just don't know yet. You yeah. know, because well, and in their defense, I think that we're a culture that once again demands immediate. You know, and by March 15th of last year, that everyone should have had this all figured out. And why don't we yeah. know? And so. Um, we just have to be okay sometimes that with, to say, we don't know yet. And yes, I was wrong on that one. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We always love doing this. If you have a question that you would like, or an issue or a topic or a, um, medical, anything that you would like for us to dig into, you can send us a message or feel free to, um, comment and or reach out to us on any of our platforms too. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.